ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, July 27th. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. And every day I take your phone calls and your texts to open up the lines for you. Our phone line this hour is 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Now, our text line is open, and you can hit me up on that at 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Coming up on the program, next segment, we're going to hear from Lindsay Webb, the Director of Marketing from the Charleston Dirty Birds, so she'll catch us up on what's happening with the Dirty Birds we got a lot to get into here. Last night, it was Best Virginia besting. Heard that 89-79. Again, it was an exciting game. There were some times where you thought, okay, Best Virginia is going to run away with this thing. And I think Best Virginia had better depth. I thought Heard that looked a little, a little tired now and then. I don't think those guys would say that too much, but I just felt like Best Virginia – had a little bit more gas in the tank, had a little bit more depth. I thought Best Virginia and heard that played a great game. Even though the score might not be, I mean, it was a 10-point victory. The Elam ending, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. Second half, I thought, heard that, did some nice things. Also, there was a point in this game where you're thinking, okay, it's going to be over real quick. The Elam ending, the scores announced, the target score, Best Virginia is going to get that real quick. It took a while. And heard that would chip away a little bit. Good game overall, but Best Virginia wins, so it's going to be Best Virginia tonight. We've got that game for you. The championship is coming up at 7 o'clock here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. Taking on the Ears. That's the ETSU team, and I don't care. I am not rooting for ETSU. I'm not doing it. I am not doing it. I'm taking the home state over the bucket tiers. Or is it the bucket nears, bucket tiers, bucket nears? I don't. It's the ETSU team. And you know what? Go Best Virginia. I'm taking... You think I'm really taking ETSU? See, see my, my days in the Southern Conference go back further than your disdain of WVU. Uh, it got chippy, though. There was some, for the most part, it was more fan than anything. I mean, there was some friendly trash talking between the two teams, and we wanted that, and we expected that, and we got that. And that's fine because, I mean, these guys respect each other. These guys, I mean, they're, they're not us. They're not us. And so they get it. They play it up. Everyone had a good time. I think the fans, though, got a little too into it a little bit. Uh, there was some stuff on social media. Uh, John Elmore, Ott Elmore, talking about um, some uncomfortable situations with uh, their family. And Gay Elmore got a T. Ott got a technical. So... Two of the three Elmores got technicals. The legend of Ah Elmore continues. And it was just, it was a little rough in some places. But 
all in all, it was fun. I hope that we get to see that again soon. I really enjoy it. Uh, but it's not a rivalry. No, it's not a rivalry. Not at all. No, not a rivalry at all. Nothing. N- no, no. Nothing indicated that it was a rivalry to me yesterday as I was watching that. Not a rivalry. Just two teams uh, just happened to have representation uh, in the state of West Virginia going at it. No, uh, no rivalry here. Nothing to see. Yeah, do not pay attention to that man behind the curtain. No rivalry here. It was fun, though. Uh, good luck tonight to Best Virginia. We've got that for you in the uh, in the championship of the uh, Charleston Regional. Taking on the Bucketneers. That's uh, 7 o'clock tonight. We've got that for you. Uh, they beat War Ready. I thought that they were going to run away with that, and then War Ready made it interesting. But ultimately... Lost that one to the Bucketneers, 83-80. So that's uh, our championship tonight. And I'm looking forward to it again, 7 o'clock here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, Speaking of basketball, uh, staying with Marshall basketball just for a minute. Verbal commitment yesterday. Ryan Nutter, a point guard from Ohio, making the announcement last night on Twitter that he is coming to the herd. Uh, it is junior season, um, 11.6 points, 5.6 rebounds, and 4.4 assists. Okay. That's not a bad pickup. I have to need, I need to know more about him, though, but uh, we'll see. We'll see if he's a nice addition to the Thundering Herd. And uh, staying with basketball just... One more time, the uh, former now assistant director of operations, Fisher Cross, uh, posting on social media today that um, he is um, going to um, going to begin a new chapter in his life. So uh, you see some more changes coming. Some of that's natural. Some of that is uh, opportunities making making itself available to others. You get a new administration going on at Marshall right now, so you're going to see some changes there. These are natural things. So uh, continue success to him. So uh, we'll talk about baseball. Lindsey Webb's going to join me. We're going to get caught up with her, and we'll get your phone calls and text in. I'm already getting some of your text in. We're going to talk about that. So hang on. we got a lot of stuff coming up. We're going to get into all of it. But when we continue, we got to talk to Lindsay Webb. We have to. She's the director of marketing of the Charleston Dirty Birds. So uh, we'll get into what's happening with the Dirty Birds. And uh, we'll talk a little Marshall football, Sun Belt action as well. When we come up after the break, we'll start with Lindsay here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's that time. It's Wednesday. And if you don't know what that means by now, you have not been listening to the program on a regular basis. So let me introduce you to the director of marketing for the Charleston Dirty Birds, Lindsay Webb. What's up, Lindsay? What's up? Another week, another uh, another run at it. Hey, uh, by the way, can we finally talk about Dirty Birds baseball? Can we finally do that? Is that is that okay we, with you this week? Can we finally we, do that? We can finally do that. We can finally do that. I feel like 
I feel like we've kind of not done that, and that's because of your request. The um, the birds are on a six game winning streak right now, and the uh, second we half are. second half winning record second half of the season winning record. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean they are they're just hot right now. They're on fire, and we're just I'm hoping to see the streak last a little bit longer. It seems like we it finally has clicked. You know, I think last last week we talked and I said we got some new guys on the team and I think that's missing piece to the puzzle to to get us to the playoffs and I think it's I think my prediction might have been right as you know, so far. So yeah, but it's been fun, it's exciting, it's always, you know, more fun when you win. So Last night, defeated the uh, York Revolution 6-1, and so on the road for a couple more games, and then we get back to action on Friday in Charleston and get a lot of things happening with the Dirty Birds as far as promotions and upcoming events. Uh, let's um, let's talk about some of the things you got coming up for folks when they come into Charleston. I always love it when it's Furry Friend Friday. I'm not going to lie to you. I, oh, yeah, I, that's I, always a good one. Yeah, I love it. I always, because, well, I mean, how, who doesn't like animals in the ballpark? Right. I mean, has anyone brought birds actually in cages? Um. So we've had some really interesting animals, and I think we actually had a bird before, but I think it was before we were the dirty birds. Okay. So I think somebody needs to bring a bird again. I mean, we've had, like, reptiles, we've had bunnies, we've had, uh, people talked about bringing, like, a ginormous pig once, um, but, yeah, we like, it's always fun when, when we have a bunch of different animals here. So, that's coming up, but also, you've got Replica Home Hat Giveaway Night, and then on the 30th, it's Mega Blast Fireworks, and the 31st, you've got Youth Hat Giveaway, but... That's not all. You've got some other events coming up this uh, weekend as well that uh, I'll let you remind people about because you know you you're always doing something and it's not just giveaways. There's always something else going on. If it's honoring somebody, having an opportunity for fans to really have some sort of different experience, it just uh, it's just not. Hey, here's a hat. Here's a bobblehead. Come to the ballpark. Yeah, we <laughs> I to fit as many things as we possibly can into one night whenever we're planning our, you know, every game is essentially its own separate event for us. And when we're doing that, we look at it from every angle, like, okay, what would the kids want today? What would the teenagers want today? What is like, you know, 21 and up want today? What would would our older fans want today? So we have some really cool stuff coming up this weekend. Our hat giveaway on Friday is a replica. It's a baseball hat. Um, it's a replica of our home on-field hats, but it's uh, your standard baseball cap. It's not like an actual like fitted hat. Um, so we kind of did that so that way it's more universal. Um, that's to the first 1,000 adults in the ballpark. The kids not get that one. Um, and the reason for that is because on Sunday we have a youth hat. Uh, it's a really cute orange hat with our mascot, Dusty the Dirty Bird. He's an animated mascot character, so we have him right there on the front. 
Um, I think kids are really going to like that. That's Sunday. We're giving those away to the first 500 kids in the ballpark. So we kind of have a giveaway for everyone in the family this weekend, which is really exciting. Um, Friday, Story Friend Friday, you can bring your dog, cat, bird, what any kind of animal that you want to bring as long as it's well if it needs to be on a leash then um it's on a leash obviously we're not going to put a bird on a leash but but i mean you could um, you could though yeah (laughs) yeah so what's going on friday um it should be a really good weekend here at the ballpark we're hoping the weather stays great um feel like it's been pretty like back and forth today like it's now but earlier it was raining pretty hard that's just you know the weather in west virginia but and then saturday is an exciting night because we are um, inducting dennis vaccine into our charleston professional baseball wall of fame at the ballpark uh for those that do not know dennis vaccine is he actually brought back in the 80s he brought professional baseball back to Charleston after the Charlies had departed. Um, so he has a really big role in, you know, professional baseball history in Charleston. So we're really excited about that. He was also the owner of the, um, the wheelers. And so we'll be playing as the wheelers that night. And I think fans are really excited about that because we, you know, we do a lot of stuff with the Charlies, but um, we don't really do that much with the wheelers. And I know we have a lot of fans that, the wheelers are really nostalgic for them. Um, so we'll be playing in throwback wheelers that night, which we're really excited about. And I think most importantly, um, Dennis Bastien was actually the man responsible for the toast man. The legend, the toast man. Yeah. But the legend. Yeah. He kind of, he kind of, uh, helped invent the postman which is cool yeah the only ballpark i know in america that has a plug outlet designed especially for a toaster for one person to throw toast yeah fun fact we're the only one that that has that (laughs) ever yeah that's it nobody else there's there's not a toast man equivalent anywhere else in all of baseball not major not minor all Everywhere. There's no yeah. Toastman anywhere else. Yeah, I think, um, and I, someone I'm sure will correct me wrong, but I'm sure we're the only ballpark that has an outlet behind home plate, like in the stands. So that's a little fun uh, little fact for you today. But, yeah, so Dennis Bastien, he really all about um, fan engagement which back then, you know, that wasn't necessarily a super important factor when it came to minor league baseball. Um, It wasn't really what it is today. So he was kind of, you know, he had the same mindset that we have every single day now, but he kind of rolling here and, um, you know, the toast man before he was known as the toast man, he would, he was coming to games and he was still heckling and um, they chanting like you are toast but there was no actual toast being thrown. And uh, Dennis said, hey, you know what? I think would be really cool. Let's plug a toaster in. And at the time, there was, like, in like in the 
actual field, like on the actual field, there was a and they plugged the toaster in. Technically, it was in <laughs> in play. Uh, plugged it in and kind of like wired it through into the stands and started making toast. And then here we are today. So it's going to be really and I'm excited to see him and the man, you know, kind of like get back together and just kind of see each other. So that'll be really fun. So we're going to do like a pregame ceremony for that. Uh, he'll be here, you know, we'll just, it'll be a good time. And, and to- then we have Mega Blast Fire after the yeah after the game as well. I, I just wanted to add the disclaimer and, and do not eat the toast yeah you don't know where it's been Lindsay webb's with he, me go ahead Lindsay. i'm sorry oh, go ahead go ahead it's all you no i think that it's important for people to know while the toastman does make fresh toast at the games he also recycles toast you know after the game so if he has over stack he tosses it in a bag puts it in storage and then pulls it back out for the next game so that's why we tell people do not eat the toast you do not know where it's been um because it kind of gets thrown in a here and there does he have a does he actually have a, a place in the locker room so he can go and toast up no so he has a place in our box inside of our control room where he kind of Stores everything, all the signs, his toaster, his table, and and all that. It would be nice if you had um, you had like a toast area, and I don't mean just a seat with a outlet. I'm talking about like a pitcher's mound, you know, maybe an area, you know, where he could warm up throwing toast, like you know, like a bullpen. Like a, yeah, he needs his own toast bullpen. Yeah, a toast bullpen for the toast man. He can warm up throwing toast, and then you could call him out, and he can come out and, and throw toast. Oh, yeah. I love it. Lindsay Webb's with me from the Charleston Dirty Bird. So uh, what else is happening we should know about? Obviously, the promotions, the Mega Blast fireworks, the team's coming back home, hopefully on a long win streak. What else do we need to touch on with the Dirty Birds? Yeah, so when the team comes back into town, we'll be playing the Lexington Legends. Uh, so that's always a fun one just because we've kind of created this like little rivalry between them. Um, our owner uh, of our team actually owns them as well. So it's always a cool, you know, like family feud type deal. Um, so that'll be cool to watch them out on the field playing against against the legends. Um, Sunday, we have our youth hat giveaway to the first 500 kids in the ballpark. So that, that's a cool one. Um, it's our youth-specific giveaway. So typically all ages get our giveaways, but this one's specifically, you know, for the kids, which is really exciting. And I think that they're going to be – I think the kids will really enjoy it. Lindsay Webb's my guest, Director of Marketing, Charleston Dirty Birds. Okay, we will do this again next week. We've got things to talk about. And that includes uh, some hot dogs, some bingo, some fireworks, lottery tickets, food. We oh, got yeah. it all. That's all coming up the next homestand. But uh, I think we got it covered for this one. Uh, have a fun weekend. I will talk to you soon. Uh, it's um, it's going to be fun. And then uh, next week I'll talk to you. Maybe. Maybe. I, I got to give you a heads up. I'll give you the heads up uh, off air, but 
It might not be me next week, and it definitely won't be me the following week. But uh, I look forward to it if it is me next week. How's that? That that cryptic uh, enough for that, you? Yeah. Are you going on vacation and you didn't invite me or what? Um, What's going on? I mean, you're working. I can't invite you. You're working. Um, no, that is fair, fair, fair. Yeah, vacation is happening uh, the second week of August. Uh, there's a, a I'm, there's one day one day hiatus on the first week of August. I'll tell you when uh, I'll tell you off air. And you you all right. You're welcome enough. to come to that, but I don't think you want to. I'm just gonna say that now. <laughs> we'll leave it at that then. All right, fair enough. Lindsey Webb, my guest, the Charleston Dirty Birds. More coming up. It's the Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 9:30. This is the Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9:30. Welcome back to the Wednesday, July 27th edition. We'll take your phone calls and texts. Phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. The text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Some interesting developments happening uh, during the show. We found out just a few minutes ago that Marshall's game with Navy has been replaced on the Navy schedule. Navy making the announcement and it's going to be Wagner. Navy has replaced Marshall with Wagner. Now, that game was set for September 2nd of next year. It's going to be, um, I'm hoping it's going to be postponed and just rescheduled because if you look at the Navy schedule, and this was a first report on FB schedules, Navy um, has to go play Notre Dame on August 26th and Dublin. So you go to Dublin, you play Notre Dame, and then you come back and you got to go to Huntington and play the Herd. So instead you replace that game with Wagner, and that's going to be one week later on September 9th. If you're looking at it from a schedule point of view, you're thinking, okay, do you really want to go and play Notre Dame and then come right back and play the Herd? Probably not. And that wasn't even a home game. So I'm hoping that we can get a comment on that here and we can maybe see an opening here in the future. When's that game going to be played, though? Because you look at the future non-conference opponents – in 2023 for the Thundering Herd, it's now a road game at East Carolina. It's Virginia Tech at home, and uh, it's uh, Central Connecticut. Central Connecticut. 24, you have no openings. You have a road game at Virginia Tech and a road game at Liberty with home games against Western Michigan and Stony Brook. And then 2025, Three home games, Army, East Carolina, and Ohio, and then you're on the road at Western Michigan. You get into 2026, it's going to be at Penn State, at Army, Liberty, and then Middle Tennessee, and that could be played at a neutral location or at least a uh, non-home location for either team. 2027, maybe? Could Navy make the trip? I mean, you have Boise State and Bowling Green on the home schedule 2027, and then you're at Ohio. And then these things are all subject to change anyway, so 
something could happen between now and then. But that's disappointing in a sense because that would have been a great game to see. Marshall playing Navy, Navy coming into Huntington. That would have been fun. But you still have Virginia Tech coming in. It's just now you got to find an attractive replacement. Yeah, and you don't – do you go on the road? Do you take a money game? Do you replace a home game with Navy with a money game? I mean, those are questions that I think we'll uh, try to get answered from uh, Marshall Athletic Director Christian Spears when he is available to comment on that. You know, what's his philosophy, what he's thinking, what is going to be uh, available to him. I'm interested, to say the least. Uh, I'm, I'm interested. I want to see, you know, where the herd goes. But that's 2023. It's an attractive schedule uh, for the most part in 2022, however. Very attractive schedule. I love the Sunbelt matchups that are coming in. And, yeah, you have Norfolk State, and um, you, you look at that and you go, okay. It's okay, though. I'm not – again, I'm, I'm of the mindset you're, you're going to the game to see the herd play. That's it. That's my mindset. Now, with that said, don't just throw anybody on the schedule. Let's have a reason to play the game. And there are several reasons. You play the game because of money. Either you are going to be able to have a home game so you can have home money come in. You go on the road because you're going to get money. And this is maybe a one and done maybe. Or a home and home with a uh, a like institution, but you're going to get money. But money is always a big factor here. And then, of course, you talk about yeah exp- exposure, travel. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, you've heard Christian talk about that, Mr. Spears. Travel is uh, important if our destinations. Hey, you know, let's go somewhere that's it's cool to go to. Where do we want to go? What you know? What can we do? So. Yeah, that's going to be the big challenge here. So we're going to see what we can come up with in 2023. But the herd's going to be looking for, uh, if not already, you know, this just doesn't happen here uh, all of a sudden. So the herd's going to be looking for uh, a new opponent. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know um, who's out there right now. Because you try to make these things in advance. So I don't know who's going to be out there or who's going to be uh, available. Is there is there a, a likely opponent out there you'd like to see that's available? I'm not doing the research. That's what I have my intern's for. I, the intern can do the research. Who's available for me? He can find out, and then we'll talk about that. We'll do that. Let's let's put the intern to work. Get me you know, who's available. Cross-reference all the schedules. Who's available here? And let's just see, you know, what we can come up with. And again, we don't know. Um, we don't know what the uh, the date here is going to be for a couple of these things. But yeah, the ninth is booked. The twenty-third is booked right now. So there's some play. There's some flexibility here a little bit. We just don't have Navy because again, Navy's going to. You know, Navy's. I think Navy's doing the smart thing for Navy. It's it's not. It's not good for Marshall. Because you don't get that Navy game now, but Navy's doing the smart thing for Navy, and that's avoiding going to Dublin and then playing on short notice against the Herd on the road. Instead, you play a team that, honestly, 
I don't know that much about the Wagner Seahawks. I do know this. They're part of the Northeast Conference in the FCS. And that's it. That's all I know about them. It's all I know. Text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. You know what? If I'm Navy, I'm doing that too. If I'm really thinking about this because, you know, you can't turn it down. You can't turn down the Notre Dame game. You just can't do it. You can't turn that down. And then you're probably thinking, man, got to play Marshall. You remember what Marshall did to us? Yeah, let's uh, let's back out of that a little bit. So I'm I'm thinking that's going to be rescheduled. I can't say for sure, but I would think that that could be. Re- I mean, I don't think Navy is just going to go. Whoa, we don't want any other. We don't want no more of the herd. We don't want anything. We don't want anything else to do with the herd. We had enough of Coach Huff. We had enough of the herd. He closed the gap on us. We um we. We do not like the process. We're done. I don't think that's the case here. But I still don't know where that game's going to go. You know, will I get to see it? Will I get to see it in my lifetime? Will I get to see Marshall and Navy in my lifetime? And look, I'm getting up there now. Uh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting up there. Uh, Texer writes in. Talk with an ECU, OU, or WKU. See if Marshall can work out a game. Then go see if a P5 wants a one and done. None of those available. We will be seeing another FCS for next year. That's um, from the text line, 304-396-TALK. I would take a Western Kentucky. I'd be okay. Like, hey, remember us? We used to be friends. And then we're not. But you're you're at East Carolina in 2023. Just to just to reiterate here, uh, you're at ECU in 2023. So take that one off the textures list. Uh, OU. I mean, do you want to play that? Yeah, you want to play that game again? I'm assuming you're talking Ohio. OU. I'm assuming, and then. Western Kentucky, get them back on the schedule. Maybe a, a one-shot deal here. Do Sun Belt teams go to Conference USA teams um, in this new day and age? In this new day and age, do Sun Belt teams are Sun Belt teams higher now? And yeah, you know, we don't go to we don't go to we don't go to Conference USA schools. We don't. I mean, are we there yet? I would think you'd want a home game. You got to see what's available out there, but you know, would Western come in? Would Western come in do a home game? Make that happen? Would they come in? I mean, do you look at the MAC? I mean, you're trying to replace Navy here. What's what's interesting enough to and enticing enough? Because I mean, obviously Virginia Tech's. That's the signature game. That's the showcase game right there on that 2023 schedule. On the road to ECU, you want to play that game, obviously. And then you're you're playing Virginia Tech. That's going to be a great – and you are going to complement that with Navy, 
I mean, just just the it's navy. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad. It's navy. That's college football. That's college football. Navy is. And so, you bring in. You need a home date, so you bring in Central Connecticut. Or was Central Connecticut brought in in anticipation of this, and you're still working on something else? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. we got more coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We still have plenty of time for your text, 304-396-TALK. This is The Drive. Paul Swan, your host here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Sunbelt Media Days continued today, and uh, yesterday was the East, and we got to see a lot from Marshall University and its opponents. Today uh, is the West, and... Southern Miss is a team in the West, former Conference USA member as well. So they they echoed a lot of what we've been talking about. Will Hall today when he spoke, he said that um, he said that it's uh, been really smart by our commissioner to get back to regional football, and he said that I think our fans will enjoy it the most because we've been talking about. Why you're in the Sun Belt? Well, obviously, there are a lot of reasons why you're in the Sun Belt. Uh, yesterday, Old Dominion, Ricky Ronnie, made a, a very, very key point. Said that last year's team traveled around 1,000 miles for the conference schedule. Uh, they will now travel around 500 miles this year. That's pretty good. Interesting uh, note as well. Uh, this is Sun Belt related that um, yeah, name, image, and likeness is going to continue to take up a lot of our daily schedule here. Darlington Raceway has signed Coastal Carolina quarterback Grayson McCall to help promote its events and to be part of marketing campaigns. So, you know how NASCAR works? Tracks have a a lot of deals and partnerships. It's sometimes you know, one track can do one thing, and another track will do another thing. And so, you know, this is probably the first NASCAR slash NIL deal with a college athlete. And Darlington and Coastal Carolina make perfect sense, obviously. So, you know, you might see that a little bit more. I'm interested to see, I mean, what kind of, what kind of push is that really going to give you? I mean, that's, that's the thing. What kind of, what kind of push does that give you? And I'm sure it's not a – I'm not sure how much you're getting, what kind of deal this really is financially. But, I mean, it's good in the sense that you're going to have some crossover here. So, Grayson McCall, you know, Coastal Carolina quarterback, going to be promoting uh, Darlington Raceway, you know, part of some campaign, some marketing. So, you're going to get that crossover between college athletics and NASCAR and then vice versa. And it's going to be good brand awareness. Again, Coastal Carolina is one of those programs that uh, are up and coming and have a lot of things in place to make sure that they're going to be an upper echelon team in the Sun Belt. Who knows? You know, maybe beyond. But 
You, know, you look at the Sun Belt. I mean, seriously, compare what we have dealt with with the Sun Belt compared to Conference USA. And I saw an interesting photo comparison between the Sun Belt and what media days look like and then Conference USA. And it's just, it's, it, there's a, a huge contrast here. It's stark. You're in a you're in a setup where Sunbelt feels like it's a big deal. The setup is professional, the presentation's professional. And then you look at Conference USA and you're you're like you're, you're on a table. It's it's day and night here. I let's uh, let's call it what it is. Marshall just stepped up in and league presentation, league caliber, league standard. Marshall's Marshall's in a and a new standard here. And we thought that that was going to be the case in Conference USA. That's the thing. You leave the MAC, you're like, oh, we're going, we're going big time now. We're getting bigger Conference USA. It's, you know, it's, it's an up-and-coming league here. And it was up-and-coming, so up-and-coming, it became the American with all the teams that left to get away from some of this stuff here. I mean, at, at one point, Conference USA had some really nice brands, and then you know, it just fell apart and, and mismanagement as well. And at the time, I mean, at the time, Conference USA was well regarded because there were teams that jumped from the Sun Belt to get out of the Sun Belt to go into Conference USA, and now it's the other way around. Teams are jumping to get out of Conference USA into the Sun Belt. And I think it's because Sun Belt had the leadership in place to make the right changes and adjustments. That's the important thing to realize here. I don't know if uh I don't know if Marshall fans have ever been in a conference where the commissioner has been universally beloved. Seriously, think about it. And again, Twitter is not real life. Facebook is not real life. Message boards are not real life. But those people there do not like the commissioner of Conference USA. Do not. This is not real life. However, now everyone... Everyone loves Keith Gill. I don't think there's anyone that said... I have not seen a negative word about him. Again, Facebook is not real life. Twitter is not real life. Message boards are not real life. But those people, they do not like the commissioner of Conference USA. But in the Sun Belt, it's a completely different story. Absolutely think his leadership is uh, on, I mean, just spot on. And I think so as well. But when I saw that photo, you know, it was just, it was amusing that the Sun Belt looks and feels like it might not be a power five league, but that doesn't mean it's not uh, well run and it's not a, uh, a league that has aspirations and it's a league that 
you know, feels like uh, it feels major. It might not be financially major compared to the others, and it might be, you know, again, best of the rest. That's what we talk about. Best, be the best of the rest. Be the best of the rest. Seriously, you can't be a power five. That's fine because it might not be power five soon. It might be power three. I mean, really, it's the it's the schools that are autonomy. They're they're autonomy. And so, power five, group of five. These are just these are just terms we came to to put everything in. Uh, honestly, here at some point, it's going to be the SEC, the Big Ten. And my money is on the ACC. And I'm feeling good about the Big 12 in comparison to the Pac-12. Because which one's going to be the aggressor? Which one's going to be the hunter trying to bolster the league? Which one? And is there any team in the ACC that is looking to get out that's worth getting? You're, you're not going to just add teams. If you're the SEC, you're not adding teams to add teams. Clemson? Would you add Clemson? Maybe. North Carolina, would you? I mean, what, would North Carolina be a home run in the SEC? Would you add them and go, okay, we have done it. North Carolina is great, but does North Carolina, and again, this is not about basketball. This is about football here. Does North Carolina give you that home run? No, it doesn't. So, you know, we're going to see, I think, a little bit more reshuffling, but you want to be in a good spot. And I think Marshall now is in a league that's in a good spot because the Mountain West What's going to happen to the Mountain West? What is going to be of the Mountain West? So, the American right now, it's okay. It's Conference USA 3.0. 3.0, 4.0. It's okay. It's, it's, it's not what it thinks it is. Then you have the Sun Belt which doesn't go around forcing everyone to call it a P6, but it's pretty proud of its success, and it will tout its success, and it will let you know that, look, we, we can back it up. We can, we can talk the talk, but we can walk the walk. So the MAC is going to MAC. The MAC is what the MAC is, and the MAC is happy being what it is. They're having fun in the MAC. That's one thing I can say. They're having fun in the MAC. I mean, it's the MAC. They're having fun. So the Mountain West, is that going to be the – is that going to get picked apart? Because I don't see teams out of the Pac-12 leaving for the Mountain West, so it's going to be the other way around. You know, will the Mountain West get picked apart, and then will the Mountain West try to pick apart – you know, I mean, does Conference USA get picked apart a little bit further – yeah, I don't know if Conference USA is going to be a factor in anything. 
Yeah, as far as I rank them right now, I would put Sunbelt and American on the same level and the Mountain West right below that and the MAC is just the MAC and then I would put Conference USA right below that. But the thing is about the Sunbelt, it has direction and it feels like it wants to be uh, the very best league it can be. And to be successful, you have to act successful. You have to look successful. You have to present yourself in a way. You have to do the things to be successful. You have to you have to look the part. You have to sound the part. You have to walk the walk. You have to talk the talk. Uh, you have to do those things that success people do successful things do successful entities do um yeah if you want to be big time you got to look sound and act big time just remember uh if you want to get rich uh, the goal is to get rich not look rich that's just remember that the role the role of the league here is to get rich not look rich that's what i'm telling you that's going to do it for this edition back tomorrow we do it again here on espn 94.1 and am 930